Hello and welcome to the Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC Great Podcaster Cali, and I am joined once again by my best friendo, Drew. How's it going, brother? It is going so well. Can I ask you real quick? I know the movie we're doing, it's, it's going to be big. It's a lot of press, a lot of noise, a lot of prestige. Of course it is. It's yeah. Miyazaki film. Yeah. Um, did you watch it, the sub or the dub? I watched the dub, which actually did me a huge favor, and I was going to talk about it. What did you it watch? It is so good. Uh, I watched the dub, too, because okay. I took my youngest two siblings. Um, okay, good. So that just, that dub was golden. Yeah. Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I did not know him. Did, did not recognize that talent. Didn't know he had it in him. Robert Pattinson has actually been like a really great actor for a long time. People just mm-hmm. don't oh. associate him with that because of Twilight. Yeah, I guess I should clarify. As voice acting, I, I didn't think he had it in him. Mm. I, I didn't expect it. Like, um, I saw the cast list. I saw Mark Hamill. I saw Willem Dafoe. Um, I, I was just, just Christian Bale, you know, mm-hmm. prestige actors. And, I, of course, I noticed his name, too. But, you know, I was expecting his, like, higher uh more suave or charismatic regular voice vocal performance and uh no it came out that he he could deliver that 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 weird like i don't know if it described scratchy but it was definitely something that i didn't think was in his vocal range or his performance robert pattinson can do anything yeah that, that was probably the biggest shock <laughs> of the whole movie um yeah because i don't know about you i just i didn't look up anything really about the movie i mean to be honest like even in a a pre-release there wasn't really much out there um a lot a lot of marketing just banking on the miyazaki and ghibli name so i mean it worked well i guess that pretty much is a dead giveaway for what we're talking about today which is the boy and the heron or it's much cooler dare i say colder title how do you live i gotta say uh first and foremost thank you to g kids for sending me to the movies to go see this so that we could talk about it today but two uh, i don't know if it was g kids who was in charge of this or whoever uh whoever it was thank you for casting christian bale as the father because that is the single best performance he has ever given. What about how? Do you know what the best part of The Boy and the Heron is? Oh, you only watch the subs. What's up? The best part of The Boy and the Heron is when uh, the kid who, I, I can't remember any of their names. Uh, Mahito. Uh, when Mahito. Mahito, Mahito. Yeah, when Mahito gets in that fight and then he bashes that rock in his head do you remember what christian bale said we're gonna find who did it or something like that dude was on a man boy hunt oh no he said something even better than that he said he said he said who did this to you don't worry daddy's going to help you get vengeance that is what came out of christian bale's mouth that is what they had him read and you think he uh he called back on some of that batman performance i am the knight i am vengeance 
He just sounded so British, which I'm like, your son sounds nothing like you, which is great. Mm -hmm. But like, what? Who? He's just he's just so perfect. Everything that he was doing, you could tell that he adored his son, and I love that. Mm -hmm. It was so nice. Yeah, I, he was in he was he was in House Moving Castle, played how Toxic like King. There's an, was he in another Ghibli movie? I don't think so. Yes, he was toxic. I want to say Ponyo, maybe the dad in that. I thought that I know was... Porco Rosso was Michael Keaton. Yeah, I thought the dad in uh, Ponyo was Willem Dafoe, but I'm not sure. No, no, no. Liam Neeson Liam was Ponyo's Neeson. dad. I'm Liam talking Neeson. about Sasuke's dad. Yeah, I don't know. Tina Fey was... played his mom, and you say that's Tina Fey. Yeah, she voices Sasuke's mom. The wow. English dub. Okay. I don't know if that's the original. I, I think it's the G Kids like redub. I know they had like a second wave. Interesting of dubs, but yeah, yeah, like a lot of good dubs. I mean, I mostly know them because uh, whenever Adult Swim or like um, I don't know if it was Cartoon Network that little transitory period or some other networks, um, whenever they would play a Ghibli movie, it would be the dub version. Like that's how I saw um, Spirited Away for the first time. Okay. I don't know when I first got introduced to them, but I ended up going on a binge and watching all of them within the span of maybe two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, wow, this is this is something. Which ones? Like Miyazaki's Takahata's or like the mix of both? Or... No, I, no you, I, watched... I know you really like Only Yesterday. Uh, Only Yesterday is my favorite. I I watched every single one except for ocean waves like i i legit watched all of them it's like at least 20 movies dude i know you watch uh, uh molly and the earwig i did not watch that one because i did not want to yeah it's, it's you're not missing much that's what i heard yeah um so cool. where to I... begin yeah, I I think uh story? Story? Maybe. And you said spoilers are all spoilers all are good. All, yeah, spoilers are on okay, the table. Spoilers inbound everyone. Um that, it's it's more of a of a spectacle. Uh can't it's, like there are plot and narrative stuff we can spoil, but a lot of the emotion and what you get and if something speaks to you is going to come from the visual storytelling and the presentation. Um, but like the narrative elements do heighten them for me at points. But um, but yeah, I think we should talk about Mahito first. Like the movie starts off with uh, a devastating fire. This is, uh, I think, World War Two era Japan once again. Um, kind of semi autobiographical on Miyazaki's part. Mm -hmm. um, interesting stuff in the pre-production about what inspired him to make the story something about uh, connecting generations mostly something leaving something behind for his grandkids yeah and which... you can definitely get that definitely mm -hmm. towards him mm -hmm. but again world war ii era japan uh mahito wakes up he's pretty young it's the middle of the night there's a huge fire going around and i think the hospital catches fire and um from what I gather, I think his mother was a patient in the hospital. I don't remember if she was working there 
or patient but and she ends up getting stuck in there and like him and his father end up rushing to try to go stop it and one of the like most un ghibli like sequences at least visually like uh it was crazy what do you think about this scene of just him going through the fire and it blazing around him and uh this is the second most metal thing i think ghibli has ever animated only second behind everything that was princess mononoke and i recognized I recognized that animation so quickly. And so I had to look up. And uh, Ohira Shinra actually was an animator on The Boy and the Heron. Now, mm-hmm. Ohira Shinra. And this is like a style that he does. Yeah, which I think you've seen. You've seen Lou Over the Wall and Night of Short Walk on Girl, right? The second one, definitely. So he. Personally, I've seen clips, but yeah. Well. So he, I'm pretty sure he did that. I know he did Lou Over the Wall, but he also did. Do you remember that Gear Five episode where, uh, yep. like, Luffy is beating on his heart? Mm-hmm. I immediately associated the two. I looked it up; those were him. That fire scene. I said that is no. That could be no one but Ohira, and I was right. It was. It was him. So it was yeah. it was done spectacularly well. So I absolutely amazing. I thought that was wild. I mean, it was heart wrenching, of course, because that's Maito's mother. But I, I was it was really cool to look at. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this story follows Maito as he basically has his entire life changed within the course of a few years so he said the war ended three years later and then a year later we moved out of tokyo so they moved him in with his mom's sister who apparently the father is now married to which apparently that was commonplace back then but i still found it to be a bit messed up and she's pregnant so imagine being mahito for a second your mom is dead mm-hmm your town, oh no! Your town is nowhere where it used to be. Oh my god! And you are basically taken away from everything that you have known up to this point to live with somebody who has basically acknowledged that yes, you are blood related, but you are strangers because she has not come to see you since you were either inside your mother's belly or very, very tiny. So this is an entire whole human being who you are now forced to live with because your father has a thing for her and put his thing in her that you are just you are stuck with her and you know what he is so polite and so respectful and it's like you think oh they're getting along like this is awkward but they're doing it and mind you this is all taking place within two weeks it seems like so that's and that I'm saying all of that to lead up to a point that I'm going to go into later on. But I felt so bad for this kid. And I'm like, Natsuko does not seem like a bad lady. You know, she's trying her best. And she has, she mm-hmm. has this community of women, which I saw, I saw a review that a friend of mine wrote, uh, The Wonder of Anime. She wrote a review where she was talking about Natsuko and she was talking about the women who 
lived with Natsuko, who helped to tend to the house and help support her. And in turn, once Maito comes, they help to support him. And mm -hmm. there really is like a strong community of women in this film, which I'm wondering if that reflects part of Miyazaki's life. I feel like it does. And I think that is a wonderful uh, addition to the film. So uh, thank you for that, Miss The Wonder of Anime. Which yeah, and the way they like move around to makes it seem like um, until later on when some of them are split. But in the beginning sequences, they're like kind of huddled together, moving all in like as a unit. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes me think of them as like a as a chorus of sorts, kind of uh, helping out the uh, the young boy as he or at least watching over him. They're they're very sweet. Mm -hmm. They're very kind. Yeah, I love that. I really did. I thought they were great. So come to find out there's this heron who is consistently pestering Mahito. Uh, the heron from the boy and the heron with Mahito being the boy. And he just keeps saying, your presence is requested. Your presence is requested. And that's when we get Robert Pattinson giving in a grade A plus performance where mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable, but I'm also like, wow, this is cool. So that happens, and eventually, come to find out, there's this weird tower that apparently only his mother's bloodline can hear voices come from, and Natsuko goes missing, and they go, her and him and one of the old ladies go to try and find Natsuko. And then mm -hmm. they just get to go on this grand adventure a la Spirited Away, though it seems a lot more dangerous. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised. I, I don't know what... A part of me thought it was going to all take place um, in their realm, I guess, in their world. But, um, you know, I think before we push too far into this more fantastical space, um, in, in terms of Mahito's emotional well-being, like, you did mention that he had his mother taken away very young, mm -hmm. tragic, mm -hmm. and then not even trying to come to terms with being told that he now has a new mother and has to find a way to live with it. And in turn has like all this anger and confusion and grief bundled inside him without like an outlet. And it like, and, and it comes out in some very malicious, well, not, not malicious, it, it, it is a theme, but it's more like a, uh, in many ways self-harm but also just disregard for other people it's it's like building up this uh, aversion to empathy and to sympathy that i found really uh really sad mm -hmm. put it simply uh there's one scene early on you know you mentioned the rock scene but mm -hmm. the precursor to that was his father taking him they took him out of tokyo into like a rural countryside mm -hmm area that's uh, where his mother's estate is that's where um, his aunt's living well they're gonna live from now on and to me there's like a huge disparity of class between that his father i think at first i thought he worked for a factory but it comes to my attention that i think he actually owns the factory mm -hmm. and i had to assume a lot of the parents of his classmates and other people living in this small community work at his factory i mean you, there's sequences where they're like transferring uh the the hatches, the window hatches on top of like, I assume war planes um, into their estate because they don't have space to store them in the factory. Um, 
and his father spends a lot of time there and also like they can afford to have a car it's one big thing early on but you you come to this place and you obviously have money you go into the classroom you already feel like separated from everyone else and this just adds another layer um (laughs) of difference so and he's 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 picking fights. He's a little shit. He's picking fights early on. He didn't even pick those fights. Like if you really look closely, all he tried he's to wrestling. do is keep to himself. The other kids were picking fights with him. And I will I will say this about Christian Bell. Yeah, Christian right. Bell is like, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna go to Bikini Bottom, steal old man Jenkins' jalopy, and take my son to school, and he's gonna be the he's gonna be the envy of the classroom everyone's i'm like cane kill yeah everyone's gonna sorry everyone's going to think that my son is great and so it's like no you you, i mean it's kind of your fault that that maito got beat up even though i will say he did put up a good fight but uh, i guess i might be thinking of something else i remember is him going in the classroom and just like uncomfortable uncomfortable visuals um Everyone was but staring then there's at like him. Been the, yeah, but then there's like a part where they're all like tending to a field, and I think he comes up to a boy and like pushes him, and then they start fighting. Oh no, the boy is talking is someone smack. Else? The boy is talking smack to him, pushes him, yeah. and then Maito's like, "No, we're not doing this today. I ain't, I ain't going out like, Ooh. like no punk." Mm-mm. Damn. So Maito was just doing self defense. And then he but was then the so, scene following that he bashes is, the think, head. He bashes telling. his head in with a rock. His own. He bashes his own head. head. His, his own head. head. Yes, because he's and so it, upset. He's like, "This is my malice building up inside of me." But you notice, he may very well. I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was very uncomfortable with the whole Natsuko situation, but he did everything that he could to still be supportive while being a child of that age she asked she asked don't know. you don't think so i think there's a certain responsibility and accountability socially that he adheres to like when they're first moving into the rural town there's like a small procession of like soldiers i think being sent off to war and he's the first one to bow and the soldiers acknowledge that and they bow back you know, and these are very like male spaces is what like you expect to be funneled into mm-hmm. this is just how i read into it but like, even even though he is being respectful on some level on the more like public space, um, he does things that uh, on his own to kind of like form as a little outlet. Going back to like the rock ba- the rock bashing scene, like, did you know kids like that growing up who would like hurt themselves? Yeah, this is like self harm is is um it's not an easy thing to talk about but like just other forms because when you think of self-harm like in like at least in middle school and high school you think of people um you know cutting themselves at least that was the uh like stereotype associated with like emo kids or kids that were seen as um there were other eyes but with 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 boys in particular like a lot of them don't have a lot of emotional support a lot of them, I think a lot of boys that I knew growing up were kind of looking for some kind of direction, some kind of routine, some kind of structure. And when they didn't have that, um, it led to a lot of problems. But one thing that I would often see is like hurting yourself or like doing something destructive. And a piece of that cost was kind of hurting yourself. Like, um, I know it's a joke now, but like, like white kids punching a wall. 
mm. whenever they get mad, right? It's like that's the one form. M&M generation. Yeah, but like I, I had family members that when, when they would get upset or frustrated, they would hit like slap themselves. I see. And you kind of have, and I, I had to have like a conversation about that, where it's like, hey, you know, people's behave and act and think outside of your perspective. And you have to be okay with that. And if something frustrates you and doesn't work out, you can't take it out on yourself like this. Because um, first off, it, we don't want to see that. We don't like, we don't want you to end up hurting yourself in that way. But also, it's like it's for everyone's um, well-being if we talk through this, right? He doesn't have any of that. He's also not letting himself open like that, I think. How could you in a situation like that? Exactly. So is it okay to move forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to touch on that a bit. Right, right. So one day Natsuko goes into this into this forest and it seems though she's being beckoned by the call a la Elsa Frozen 2. And she goes into the tower and the heron goes because he's promising Mayuto that he will see his mother alive because she's still alive. He says, I know it's alive, but I have to go see. So him and one of the old ladies go. And that starts their adventure. So of course he knows that his mother's not alive. But then he finds, okay, I have to get Natsuko. Like, I have to get Aunt Natsuko. And that becomes his mission. So obviously he cares. Because mm-hmm. the the lady is like, oh, so are you, are you sweet on her? He's like, well, no, but my father is, uh, she's my aunt. And mm-hmm. like, he's like, there, you know, there's different types of being sweet on somebody. Like, you know, you wouldn't say you're sweet on your, like on your sister or your mom. It just that's. I think that's a, you know, platonic versus yeah. romantic versus yeah. familial yeah. love. Right. Yeah. So, What's really cool about that is, um, you know, we, we, he is looking for like some kind of uh, outlet without allowing himself that. One of the cool things is whenever he's first sucked into this world to like search for um, his new mother, uh, one of the old ladies gets sucked in with him. Kiriko, mm-hmm. she was trying to like fiend some packs of cigarettes off of him, you know, wartime, mm-hmm. tobacco's limited, other resources are limited. And so she ends up helping him. Um, but once they get like sucked into this tower, into this other plane, uh, there's just like a swath of islands and a lot of water surrounding them. And he lands on this one place with like a flock of pelicans mm-hmm. uh, that try to eat him, but then get scared off by this, uh, this other woman that comes in to save him. And we find out it's like a form of Kiriko. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how the tower works. I don't really think you need to know. But like she's tough on him too, right? And mm-hmm. like in a, and and like I think the idea of the ideal of what tough love is, mm-hmm. she's like giving him orders. She's like do this, do that, help him out, you know. Try to use all this energy that you have, all this anger, and like redirect into something helpful, you know. You know, I, I think um, I think what struck me about Mahito, and and a lot of what I was saying earlier is like I see a lot of uh, boys that grow into men that go into the army looking for something similar. And end up kind of committing to something that is providing them with something, but probably not in the most helpful way. 
I know, I know a lot of people that came from the military that helped them out uh, physically, but emotionally sometimes not always for the best. But for Mahito, for Mahito, he's like, he's helping her on the ship. He's catching the fish. He's gutting it. He's doing all this stuff. He's providing things for the water, water. Um, I don't think the rest of the film could have happened if this, if he wasn't put through this. I would have to agree. Yeah, I think Kiriko the goat. Oh, for sure. Uh, Mother Florence gave one heck of a performance too. Yeah, Florence Pugh. Is it Pugh? Yep. Like the end of a gun? Because yep. she's hitting all her shots? Mm-hmm. Bang, right. bang. Dale. I 100% agree with you. I, I think it was a really good choice to have Kiriko be the old lady who joins Mahito because we get that version of her. You can tell from the onset that she's got a bit more feistiness, a bit more kick than the other old ladies. Yeah. And that ends up proving very useful to him, which is another example of the film and his development obviously would not happen without women. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. I I really liked her. And honestly, the heron really started to grow on me at that point. Because he's like, oh, yeah. I, I actually kind of want to help this dude. So that was, well, that, I, was I, that was pretty cool. And I know he's ordered to be his guide, but, um, you know, they do come to an understanding. I think uh, later on, especially with the. Um, with uh, following the Wada Wada scene, mm-hmm. like when they're ascending to becoming new life. Yeah, because... And all the pelicans come by. Because at one point earlier on, he says, you and I aren't friends or allies, kid. And then at the end, he says, goodbye, my friend. And I was like, mm-hmm. ah, development, development, development. Yeah. yeah. Like hostility to sweet friends bickering. Yeah. It's nice. So that was pretty cool. And then, of course, he meets. And I tell me how you feel about this. I promise this isn't a recap. I don't think we're just recapping the film. But there's one thing that I really am curious about. And this is the biggest spoiler to some, probably not to others. Uh, what What is the flame girl's name again? Oh, Lady... Lady Him... Himi? I want to say Hime, but like I think that's like a print, like a it's either Hime or Hime. honorific towards like a royalty or like a princess or something like that. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it ends up. Can I say it? So, based on all of the anime that you and I have watched, is it safe to assume that we knew who Mother Flame was as soon as she was introduced? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think they were hiding it too much. No. No. So honestly, when we got to her, uh, that's when the movie really started to pick up again for me because I was invested in this, in this everyday life, seeing him adapt to that. But now that he's in this other world, this, I suppose, cosmic realm or land of the dead or whatever, seeing them work together was honestly the biggest emotional payoff, I think the film could have possibly given us toward the end because this adventure that they go on and all these people that they encounter, whether it be the parrots or 
king parrot or the great grand uncle, whatever they call him. Um, mm -hmm. It all moves toward them becoming closer. And like, it got to the point where even he knew, like, oh, this is my mom. And yeah. really, that that was that was my favorite part that and christian bell saying daddy will help you get vengeance or daddy will get vengeance for you when they hug after they separate or before they separate and she says i have to go have you he says uh no you'll die in a fire and she's like i hope you know what a good boy you are no I, that was my favorite but before that happened and this is from what i was referring to earlier He's trying to find Natsuko this whole time. He finds Natsuko, who decided to have her baby in the other world. Oh, God, I'm getting Final Fantasy X flashbacks now. Anyway. Uh-oh. You remember Other World? I never played it. I know a bit of it. I see. It's more really, most of a reputation. It's a, it's a really cool song. But he tries to rescue her, and she just screams out of nowhere, I hate you, go away. And I'm like, what led to this? Okay, can I, I, I want to talk about that a bit. What? We had a review on Suzume mm -hmm. where we both came to a certain point in that film where the um, also an aunt being maternal, or a mother to uh, an adopted it's my, kid. It's my understanding that we understood where that one came from, though. Yeah, I mean... More so, that one came because of the evil, the other cat spirit inflicting some kind of aura, or con not control, but like you know, a certain atmosphere that let it emotions let, fly high. It let dormant like feelings that. come to the surface because yeah, you know, you raise I, a child for that long, and it's a child who obviously is not a hundred percent on board with you. That makes sense, but mind you, that is it years. makes sense. That one it makes sense. sense. This one doesn't. I didn't like the delivery. I thought it was sloppy. I thought it was a mess. Here, it it kind of makes sense to me, but like it does come out of nowhere, but it works better for me because you gotta understand these are people trying to make something work and they're they're not getting traction. Right. Which goes back to my point of at least the way I understand it. This all happens within two weeks. And for most of it, the mm -hmm. boy is injured. Mm -hmm. in and out of consciousness what is the first thing that he does when he regains consciousness he's told multiple times so he doesn't go the first day but he's also weak and he's like oh uh lady nasco wants to see you he does go to see her he might yeah, not but have, have you ever had a best. responsibility for someone that you didn't care as much as like people told you you should right and you still were respectable toward them all the time yeah, that, that's, I think that's where he's coming from. Like, And I think she knows that. She's trying really hard, and it's not working out, right? He has to go through this journey to be a better son. See, to me, and maybe I'm just projecting, but it's not just about oh, I'm being, projecting too. Don't worry. It's not just about trying to be a better son. It's, again, about having to adapt to an entire new life mm -hmm. and well, it's like it's I, like I, it seems like nobody is taking I, I i maybe i could be wrong no i'm not gonna say nobody 
there are people who aren't 100% taking that into consideration when it comes to him. And I can see, like, he, he isn't, he isn't mean or rude. He's not even standoffish. He's just trying. He's trying. Yes. And I understand that Natsuko's trying. I see her trying really hard. But for me, I, I agree with you on the Suzume thing. Like, I understood where it come from, but it did feel forced. It did feel like it came out of nowhere. But this felt even more like that to me because there was just so much less that doesn't make sense but you know what i mean i, I gotta up. disagree with you i don't know it, it worked for me it did um, not work for me i was so upset and that's fair i think well because what you're touching on is him as as an individual in the largest game world i mean i think that's what the last portion the last third or so of the movie is touching on right it's it's him either succumbing to as a ruler of this fantasy place keep it going keep the flame burning or choosing a life that is hectic chaotic no no structure nothing um that that is going to be an entirety pure chaos right like that is him as an individual embracing that and in mm -hmm. turn embracing his own past his own struggles as much as a kid can right as much I think as in that can. instance, he is trying to push through, um, but he's had the adventure to go through. He's had the experiences at least close by um, in order to reach the point where he's able to reach out in a more genuine manner. I don't think Natsuko has fully yet, or at least she's trying, but in moments she is weak. She is with child. Um, I don't know if you've ever been around a pregnant woman, different vibe. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. I get that. Mm -hmm. Been, been yeah. no hate. We, we no, we, we love that. Here. We love that. But no, I agree with you. That that can be challenging. And trust me, I have taken all of that into consideration. I just, I understand. I understand both sides. I really do. And it's not that I'm saying that she's in the wrong because if you see, if you look into that scene really closely, it's very similar to what happened to Suzume's aunt, you can tell that she's in a completely different realm, not in like a, not in like an emotional pregnancy type thing. Like she is, her mind is almost like not mind controlled, but you can tell she's in a completely different space mentally. She's not on the same plane as everybody else right now. So mm -hmm. it's to me, this is the dormant feeling coming out. And I, again, when you tell me that you have not been in my life for however many years old this boy is, you've not come to see me. You are my family. You were close to your sister, who is my mother. But you and I have not met since I have been able to speak, hold any type of conversation. And now you are my new mother. To me, that's just a bit, that's just a bit much. I think it's a bit much for both of them. Like I can see where each person is coming from. But for a child, that is a lot. But I definitely see your point. I do. But that's just my personal feeling on it. And I think that's, that is where the movie started to lose me and then it got gotcha. really weird and cosmic 
And I said, and my friend Catherine was very on point with this. Uh, she said this was children of the sea level weird, which I would have to agree with, where you can tell that there is some kind of grand point that may or may not be trying to be made. But th there's very little point in trying to figure it out. You can get your own interpretation, but these are the types of movies, The Boy and the Heron and Children of the Sea, they're the type of movies that you lose sleep over because what I got is exactly what I think you got from what you just said. And that is when great-granduncle says, so you would much rather live in a world that is full of chaos and murderers and this and then the third i saw that i know you said that maito represents miyazaki but knowing that this is a film no, I, that yeah. is meant for miyazaki's grandson this is the movie that he has been making for his grandson i think that this is his way of telling his grandson you are meant to be here. You are meant to be here in the time that you were here. And actually, I wrote it down. I wrote down my exact thoughts about this because, and I, you know, I don't do this anymore. You know, I don't mm -hmm. do this anymore. That is how this film, how deep this film got me. I told a friend of mine that what I, what I got, was Miyazaki was telling his grandson if when his grandson is old enough to watch this film everything happens for a reason and you were meant to be here to play your part and what a wonderful part it is has been and is going to be and then Miyazaki just dipped that is what I got from that last 30 minutes and I truly love that I think that is such an amazing message that things are going to happen the world is chaotic, but you're exactly where you're supposed to be, and you're going to do exactly what it is that you are meant to do. And that is, that's beautiful. Go Miyazaki, grandfather of the year. Also, I'm wondering if he made the dad the way he is because he was thinking about Goro, which, if you remember, apparently he made Ponyo as an apology to his son. So it's like, mm. so he's probably like, Goro, I see you too. You are going to be fine. Like, I very much think this is a family-oriented film. I think this may be Miyazaki's most personal and intimate film that he put a lot into. There's probably a lot of, like, visual symbolism, and there is a lot of contextualization that is meant to be read into. But I think the more... I do that if I try to get anything else out of this film the less I would enjoy it so this might I, be a strange thing to say but yeah, I not how I approach movies at all that's see, just me though well no I typically do the opposite you know me you know I love to think and find more meaning but I feel like if I try to take anything else out of this film I mean and I can take what critics say and make sense of what it is that they're saying whatever the case i can just be like okay yeah this makes sense this makes sense but this is very much one where i'm like this 
is extremely up to interpretation even though i'm sure even though i'm sure that he has something that he is definitely trying to say but that is does i think i'm sorry every artist does and i think the ones that don't really know what they're doing or at least kind of cruising i think most of the time you can tell most of the time yeah yeah so usually thinking more makes me appreciate a film more but thinking less and try and finding the bit of beauty that i did find in it combined with the pure beauty that is every single hand-drawn frame that makes this film beautiful to me Mm -hmm. so with with that i am i am so impressed i am over the moon i'm over the moon with the range of emotion that even if i don't understand completely from all sides which how could i i haven't been in every single situation miyazaki is almost 90 years old he has seen and heard a lot like Mm -hmm. all of those different lived experiences I respect him for having them and portraying them the way that he did. And the fact that I feel so strongly about some of these character relationships, I think is also a testament to how well he, as again, someone who is almost 90 years old, understands the human condition. Like, dude is a genius. Even if I don't like all of his personal views, like he's like Spike Lee. I don't agree with everything that he says, but he is, he is a genius. And he knows how to make a stellar movie, both visually and in terms of, like, excuse me, both visually and thematically. Like, I love this dude for that. Yeah, he certainly is one of the greats. Um, I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I agree largely, but I think for me, the process of, like, de- thinking more about a movie, mulling it over, is more like, chewing really good food and just letting it sit with me before i eat it mm-hmm. it's like um, a lot of what i got out of the movie was after letting it sit with me for a little bit and just having my own response to it be the thing that i i i uh, engage with right like i've read other people's and critics and other you know casual people uh, viewers like really reactions to it and they're all pretty good i like a lot of them but for me, it's like, you know, going back to the Natsuko thing, it's like, the more I think about it, the more I realize that's like, oh, yeah, like, women aren't just mothers, they're not just a thing to be held in prestige. And I think with that scene in particular, and I'm not trying to like, believe or the beleaguer the point or anything. But the way I think it over has to do more with uh, Natsuko being like her own individual, but not really having the opportunity to be that. Like, I get the sense that maybe there's a lot of context that I'm missing from this. I don't know how, and like, this is what I think about. Like, I don't know how uh, receptive she was to the father's, like, marriage, if, if it was something to, that was to film, like, some kind of familial contract or, like, social contract, if, if you know what I'm coming from. Like, is this, like, a surrogacy marriage yeah, or something to that effect? Like, there are swaths of of things here that made me think more about the characters and how it relates to my own life. Right. Right. Um, and, you know, growing up as a man, like, 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 I think I focus a lot on Mahito's boyhood because it reflects a lot of my own and a lot of my own confusion and anger. Right. And I think why I was more understanding to 
Natsuko's reaction was the fact that like, you know, I've had to do a lot of that learning too about what the experience is to be a mother, to be a woman, to be viewed a certain way by society and to like have all the elegance to meet that request over and over again and like to not be allowed to have like an explosive human reaction like that like i just i think it's i think it's uh i think it's fine like with mahito he's trying to he's trying to balance it for a bit and with uh natsuko i have the feeling that she needs just a little out outburst every now and then which is fine which and I'm sure it seems like this entire time I've been trying to vilify her for that. If I, no, I, I don't think you're trying to vilify I, her at all. And I, I, so oh, I appreciate you saying that because that most certainly has not been my intention. As somebody who has interacted with and in some way, shape, or form cared for uh, pregnant women, I wish that just for this, because you know what? Do you know what we get? Do you know the lived experience that we get when we are in the presence of pregnant women? We we are with them for however many months of the nine months. Like, you're an older brother. You're with your mother for nine months for any one of your siblings. Like, my old boss, who I love to pieces... I saw her through most of her pregnancy. I've seen some of my best friends through their pregnancies. One of my best friends is pregnant right now. And like, I call her consistently to check on her, but we have that lived experience. And I guess what makes it hard for me with this and why I'm so upset is because of course I understand Mahito's perspective, but also I feel bad that I don't get I, I, we don't receive Natsuko's perspective. I don't think you need to. That's the thing. I understand. I understand that. I really do. I, maybe like, yeah, part I've, of me, I've, maybe part of me feels like it's not fair. Fair as in like this depiction isn't fully realized. As in, I think that she is a character that is welcomed, that is appreciated but is not 100% fleshed out. Like, we get more about, about uh, Flame Queen, Fire Queen, than we do about Natsuko, which I understand part of that is. Do you not feel that, that way about is, the father, then? I honestly Because I don't. would argue the father's the least fleshed out for me. No, he is absolutely not fleshed out. The only reason that I like him is because of his comic relief and his yeah, a little bit of bravado yes that daddy will get vengeance for you that took me out i'm like this is somebody who obviously adores their son but no he's not fleshed out at all if it wasn't for his common comedic relief he would be nothing to me mm -hmm. but he offered that which offered some brief light-hearted moments to what was an otherwise Yes, fantastical, but very serious film. And I welcome that. Because mm -hmm. really, in the, the state in which my life is right now, I need that. So like that's yeah, that's I, like um that's a personal thing for me. And I yeah. I don't care that he wasn't fleshed out, 
But Natsuko, uh, Natsuko is put in such a situation that we don't get to fully realize. And yes, we get that there is like a strong community of women. So it's like, yes, she, she has some form of support. But like, damn, is that a situation to be in for both of them? Mm-hmm. I guess whenever you first talked about it, that's that's not how I was hearing you. It made it sound like uh, like it was more Mahito versus the world in some way. But thank you for expanding on that a bit. Of course, no, yeah, I like there. There's a lot to unpack with that, but since it mainly focuses on him. Of course, that is where I was going to start, but to flesh it out more, no, there is an entire, there's a plethora of characters that we really don't know a lot about, and that could have enriched the film on a personal level. We have our thematic level, we have our visual level, but on a personal level, the only person who I feel like I truly know is Mahito because we spend the most time with him, which it's called The Boy and the Heron. If it lived yeah, up to its other title, character. I'm sorry? I'm sorry, you were saying? No, I was going to say, if it lived up to its other title of How Do You Live?, I think I would be even more upset because like, how do they live? How do they live? Who are they? I, I, that title, I, if I remember correctly, is derived from a book. It is. That uh, he grew up reading. Um, that was. Uh, yes, you're I correct. I could be wrong. It's more like a placeholder. You're, no, you're correct. It, it, is, it is a book. that. But it is, it is a much colder title. Mm-hmm. So not being able to get all of that it does it it bothers me um which is why i had to i had to stop myself like talking about this now my experience with the film is less positive now that all of that is aired out now that i have a chance to say what it is that i did not want to think about or say so this actually diminishes it for me because yes the world is ugly it's cruel it's not something that can or maybe should always be understood and you know what that is okay but when we get characters who we follow who i guess we're supposed to see as as people, which is something that Miyazaki is great at doing, when you give such weight to certain roles, of course you're going to want to know more. And I I personally wish that there was just more justice given to some of these characters. And that's that's my biggest problem with, with the boy and the heron. Like, I get it. We, we understand the boy. To an extent, we understand the heron. What about everyone else? I 
I, I gotta disagree. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I, I, I felt like the more I thought about it, the better the, the ending came out to be. Like I feel like the ending only gets uh, a bigger it gets a bigger response out of me from thinking through all the ugliness. Like I think it strengthens it. I think it strengthens his decision to uh, go back and and embrace the people around him to a degree. All right. Yeah. If we're the if we are the architect of our own realm of our own destruction i mean we see what happens we see the great uncle we see how separated from everything he is we see um these figments of people he's known past are the only things that have remained right mm -hmm. we see kiriko in a younger form his mother in a younger form and natsuko in this in this uh in this pregnancy um, which, which i don't know I, I i think obviously it's a decision i feel like i would want to say i could make but i don't know And just going back to my previous point, the only person who could bring a divide to us, of all people, because you and I, more times than not, we are on the same level. But the only one of the only people who could bring that division between us is Miyazaki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, again, this is not a bad film at all. Oh, no, by no means. I'm not trying to suggest that uh, that you're calling it a bad film or that uh, your response to us is invalid. It's just, I just, that was not my experience. I got you. And I appreciate you saying that my, that my feelings are not invalid because no, I hope, I hope that it doesn't seem like I'm trying to knock the film for anything that it's doing. Mm -hmm. It's just, I guess this is like, cause we've always talked about spirit away, but we never got too deep into those trenches of like, you know, and I say this because it's a movie that I, I think is one of the best ever, and it's mm -hmm. one of my personal favorites. And you, you know, that is not your reaction to it at all, which yeah. is fine. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I guess this lets me peer more into how you think through and how you respond to movies, and that's that's the interesting part about any review, really, right? Um, you go to a lot of websites, and a lot of it's just scores and like blurbs about how great or how bad something is. And you don't really get to have that human conversation about uh, how things work for you and how and what you bring to this film and what the film brought for you, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a conversation we really haven't had at this length because oftentimes we do have very similar tastes. Yeah, and I think there is an understanding that. Um, that 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 we bring into it before uh, we make a review like this or discussion which i'm glad we didn't do this time no no i, I i'm glad i feel like we did this movie a bit more justice um or at least um, how i see it mm, no same here yeah this was this was particularly difficult because i feel like i i think that you're more forgiving of it and I, I, I think that my response probably would not be as welcome by the public and by Ghibli fans. Then no, I, I, I what what you've said is is I've seen several people uh, talk about to some extreme. I don't think um, to to as as concise as maybe as you've said it. But I think with the Ghibli films, they, they've especially since it's been like on Max and other more accessible 
streaming services and it's just a whole library I, you and especially like being on social media platforms in the past you see these like reoccurring ideas that a lot of these films are so like tame and cozy and like calm downs and they definitely can be but oftentimes i feel like they ignore so much of what makes the make these movies interesting like there's like a sanitation process that comes with it and i just it has never been my experience with most ghibli's movies and uh, i think i've built a certain aversion to it so if i came across a bit stronger in this episode i think that's why i no 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 that is fine because honestly ghibli films are Believe it or not, some of the most intense films thematically. Miyazaki and Takahata are renowned filmmakers for a reason. People might say, oh, this is cute or like this is pleasant. But when you get down to it, I made an episode about Kiki's Delivery Service. Like, yes, it's cute, but this tackles burnout. That film tackles burnout in such a mature way using a child. Like, they are so in tune with how humans think, what humans go through in so many different ways, and they find these amazing creative ways to, to demonstrate that. And that's what I appreciate about Ghibli. It's just that there are varying degrees that they do it. I'm not saying that... Oh, 100 percent. I'm not like you said, that Princess Mononoke. Or you said, was it Princess Kaguya or Princess Mononoke you were talking about earlier? Oh, the like how metal it all is. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's Princess Mononoke. Okay. Cool. Never mind. Never mind. I thought I remember you, uh, Kaguya, and I was gonna like. Oh yeah, I don't like that movie as much. Oh, I love Princess Kaguya. I need to revisit. I'm sorry, you were saying before I interrupted. No, it's fine. Like just the way that they helm everything. It's not so much that I'm a filmmaker and I agree or disagree with. It's like, oh, I totally would have done that. Or like, no, I wouldn't have done that at all. It's just some of these stories resonate more with me than others. And it's mainly more of a slippery slope when it comes to Miyazaki. Because the films that I can remember right now that were done by Takahata, I can remember three. I remember uh, My Neighbor the Yamadas. I remember Only Yesterday, and I remember The Tale of Princess Kaguya. And I'm pretty sure he did Grave of the Fireflies, too. Now, Grave of the Fireflies, uh, I, I'll be honest, I watched when I was very immature. I was I was much younger, and the only thing I could say is, will someone please shut this child up? But in hindsight, like, oh my god, how, who could capture the horrors of war in animated form better than Isao Takahata. He has not made a terrible film. All of his, if I were a person who gave scores, they would all be like an 11 out of 10. Only Yesterday is my favorite Ghibli film for a reason. They are amazing at what they do. And rest in peace, Takahata. But oh my Mm -hmm. God, is it sometimes difficult to watch, to follow, and to sit with these films for anywhere from sometimes an hour and a half to over two hours. They know, they they have their roadmap. They know what works for them and what doesn't. But they're still, at this age, Ghibli is not afraid to experiment. 
which is what yeah. I think what I think this film was. It was a huge experiment coming from a man who let's be honest, this may very well be his last film. Not until he stops working. <laughs> and you know what I mean by that. I know. So if you're going to go out, because he's like, I'm already playing the next one. If you are going to go out, if this is the most personal film that you are making and you are saying it is for your grandson, like, what you are doing things right. It just isn't always for me. But that is not to downplay the emotional impact, the validation that Studio Ghibli gives to so many people. And I love that. Movie go. good. Go watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go check Well, I guess out. this has been spoiler. <laughs> I'm surprised if anyone's stuck around this long and hasn't watched the movie. Yeah, pretty much. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, with all that being said, go watch the first slam dunk. I'm good. I'm telling you, it's actually really good. I'm good. Okay. If it's so good, why isn't a second slam dunk? Because the first one just came out this year. No, it looks really good. Dude, um, it's, it's probably my favorite anime film of the year. I think Lonely Castle would have to be second. Wow. This is a good year for animated films. It really is. You know, there's like three or four contenders that are anime for the Academy Awards this year. For best film? For best animated feature. There are four that oh, are okay. up to be nominated to be in the category. 100% boy in the, in the heron. I think that would probably be the one that gets nominated. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and I think Nimona were snubbed. Uh, what else? I don't know. I stopped caring about the Oscars a while ago. Oh, same. Which um, is the same point. Honestly, I'm more so concerned with the Annie Awards at this point in my life than anything else because they are strictly animation based. So that's what I watch every year or at least get the results from. Mm -hmm. But I All digress. Right. I think. Uh... I digress. I think this is a good endpoint, good yeah. conversation. Thank you. Yes, I agree. Uh, if you want to follow Drew, uh, you can't because he does not have an Instagram. <laughs> if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at Anime Alpha Goat. If you want to email me recommendations, you can do so at ouranimehome at gmail.com. And if you want to support what it is that I'm doing, then please consider donating to the Patreon and or the Buy Me a Tea. And also consider joining the Discord server. Thank you once again, Drew, for joining me to have this wonderful conversation. Anytime. And thank you all for listening. And with that, we are... <laughs>